0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Biswell Podcast. Today we are talking about National Mental Health Awareness, month and week. So the National Alliance on Mental Health is promoting and highlighting various resources, articles, and activities people can do to get involved. Each year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with a mental health condition. However, mental illness affects everyone directly or indirectly through family, friends, or co-workers. That is why each year during the first week of October, the mental National Alliance of Mental Illness and participants across the country raise awareness of mental illness, fighting discrimination, and providing support through Mental Illness Awareness Week. And I'm passionate about this subject. Of course, as I just mentioned, many of us are affected through our family, friends, co-workers, or through ourselves. There is so much stigma, stigma around mental illness. And I love that more and more people are talking about it, bringing awareness to it, and really trying to get rid of the stigma around it. It's just like any other illness. Mental illness conditions are important to discuss year-round, but highlighting them during this time provides a dedicated time for people to really talk about it and have a reason to bring it up to friends and family. So just in case you think or not sure that this is a problem, here's some fast facts. One in five US adults experience mental illness each year. One in 20 adults experience serious mental illness each year. And what about our youth? That's the most scariest. One in six U.S. youth aged kids, six to 17, experience mental health disorder each year. Some of the disorders that are very common and reflect the facts I just mentioned are anxiety disorders. 19% estimated 48 million people. And I will count myself and tell you that I am one of those 48 million people that have anxiety. Major depressed. Depressive episodes reach 19 million people worldwide. Post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar disorder, borderline personality, obsessive compulsive, and schizophrenia, just to name a few. But anxiety disorder is the highest at 19%. So you're asking yourself, okay, great, these are the stats, but what can we do? What if I'm experiencing this or someone I know or love? When a friend or family member develops a mental health condition, it's important to know, first and foremost, you are not alone. Say it again, you're not alone. Family members and caregivers often play a large role in helping and supporting the millions of people in the U.S. who experience mental health conditions each year. Many family members and caregivers experience the same thoughts and questions that you might have right now. So you may be trying to figure it out. What should I do? How should I go about this? If you know someone or part of your family, you're experiencing, you think maybe they're having a challenge with mental illness, begin by taking notice of people's, their moods. So if it's a child, a spouse, a friend, make notice of their moods, behaviors, and emotion. Earlier, Early intervention, especially in children, is critical because mental health conditions can often get worse without treatment. So what to do if you notice symptoms? If you think you notice Schedule an appointment with a licensed psychiatrist or psychologist as soon as you can. I was talking to someone just yesterday. She's her mom passed away during COVID. Her son was in a car accident, and she's having some issues with her husband at home. And she has acknowledged she's having a mental breakdown, she believes. And she's trying to find a counselor. And it's been hard because there have been waiting lists and no callbacks and insurance, not coverage. But she's determined. And I'm also helping her through a friend I know who's recently uh, been certified as a, a psychiatrist. So long story short, you're not alone. Don't give up. Make sure that you provide your healthcare professionals with the details of what's going on. And before you can even get into treatment and the the variety of options, you have to make sure you have the proper diagnosis. So you can find mental health professionals and treatment facilities through, as I mentioned, the website, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. You could also look at Psychology Today website and the SAMHSA website. They will help you with different options and resources. There's also a hotline, the National Alliance of Mental Illness. You can call them at their helpline at 1-800-950-NAMI. Or in a crisis, text N-A-M-I to 741741. Write that down. You may not need it now, maybe in the future. You are not alone. And speaking of you, you need to take care of yourself. If it's, again, your spouse, your child, your loved one, Maybe it's you going through this crisis, but if it's not you and you're supporting a friend or family member with mental illness, it's important you take care of yourself. While it is your responsibility to care for the support of your child or your loved one, it's also your responsibility to take care of yourself. I have another friend whose uh, mother has been ill and she's been taking care of her mother, her family, and I keep urging her, please take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you will be unable to take care of your loved ones. And you may have to adjust your priorities or your lifestyle, but you should avoid letting the challenges posed by your loved one's mental health condition make you neglect your own. In some cases, the stress of supporting a loved one with mental illness can contribute to the experience of mental health challenges in your own right. So if you begin to feel that you're struggling with sadness or anxiety, don't hesitate to seek treatment for yourself. If anything I want you to take away from this today is let's end the silence around mental health, anxiety, uh, depression, disorders, whatever the mental health challenge is, let's end the silence. I love that we've seen celebrities online from Demi Lovato and, and others talking about their mental illness because this will help especially those younger folks and elderly people who are embarrassed to talk about these things. We've never talked about them before openly, but we need to end the silence. If you're listening to me, you're probably thinking, well, do I or does my loved one, how can I tell? Trying to tell the difference between what expected behaviors are and what might be the signs of a mental illness isn't always easy. And there's no easy test. It's not like we can go to the doctor like we do and take a blood test to say, oh, you have COVID or you have the flu. Unfortunately, we don't have a test like that. So there's no easy way to identify mental illness other than looking at the actions and thoughts that may be typical behavior for a person if they've changed. Each illness has its own symptoms. But common signs of mental illness in adults and adolescents can include excessive worrying or fear. I have been plagued with that my whole life. I have excessively worried about so many things that have been irrational and not normal. So I know that you know there are other people out there that probably experience that like I have excessive worrying or fear is not normal. Feeling excessively sad or low. Another thing could be confused thinking or problems concentrating. Extreme mood changes, including highs and lows. Avoiding friends or social activities. Changing in sleep habits. All of these could be signs. Changing in eating habits. So again, observe behavior and actions of your friends, your loved ones, yourself. And if any of these don't sound or sound like you may be doing them, get help, reach out. There are so many resources. Again, if you just want to go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness website to see more, you can find information there. So I hope today you've taken a nugget away that will help you or a loved one in the future bring up this conversation. It is, like I said, the National Week of Awareness, as well as the um, National... Mental Health Awareness Week. So this is a perfect time. You could say, hey, I heard this. It's National uh, Mental Illness Week. You know, like, have you ever experienced it? What do you feel? Make it a conversation that there's no stigma around. Break the silence. And there are so many resources out there. So wishing you and your loved ones, not only physical, but mental health. Get the resources. You're not alone. You're not alone. I'll keep saying that. There are so many people that are going through this and there are resources out there there are options and there are treatments. You don't have to feel this way. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to the Biswell Podcast.